Genesis chapter 8, from verse 1 onwards. Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. I just read verse 2. Verse 3. And the waters receded continually from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, the waters decreased. Then the ark rested in the seventh month, the 17th day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. So it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Then he sent out a raven which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. He also sent out from himself a dove to see if the waters had receded from the face of the ground. But the dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot, and she returned into the ark to him. For the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and drew her into the ark to himself. And he waited yet another seven days and again he sent the dove out from the ark. Then the dove came to him in the evening and behold a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth. And no one knew that the waters had receded from the earth. So he waited yet another seven days and sent out the dove, which did not return again to him anymore. Now, I want to stop right here. We read from verse 1 to verse 12. What happens when God remembers his people? Did he forget all this time? No. When the Bible talks about God remembering someone, that means he is taking action. God is taking action. If you go to chapter 7, you will see, let's just go to 7, Genesis chapter 7, and let's read verse 1. Then the Lord said to Noah, come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. There's this invitation to build and then there's this, there's this invitation to 
be a partaker of what was built. Because Noah and his family believed in what God said. And they did what God told them to do as a result of having faith in what God said. Now, they became partakers of what they labored for. They built the ark. Having built the ark, now God says, come into the ark. You see that? It's very important. Many times people think, okay, God told me to build the ark, so I'm going inside the ark and I'm going to sit inside. No. God told them to build the ark and they built the ark. That's all they did. They waited on the Lord for the next move. The next move came from God, which was come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. When we believe God and obey him, God will take us to the next step, next blessing. When you listen to God and simply do that which God has called you to do, then God will lead you into the next blessing that God has for you. It happens in stages. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. The God who told Noah to build the ark and gave those specifications for the ark, he could have just said, build the ark and all of you get inside. And and uh, he could have just said, do whatever you want to do. No. He who called you is faithful and he will do it. The Lord God who invited Noah and his family to be co-laborers, to build the ark that the Lord wanted to in order for the saving of the souls. Noah and his family became partakers of it because they believed in what God said. Because they believed in what God said, they took it very seriously. What did they take very seriously? The project that God gave to them. What was the project? The project was you're going to build a huge ark. They did. They built the ark. Now, after they built the ark, God is calling Noah and his family to come inside the ark. And so we see Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. After they completed that which God told them to complete, God calls them to become partakers of what they labored for. God is speaking to our hearts today. When we are diligent in what that, when we are diligent in that which God has given to us, then we become partakers of the reward that God has for us. In Noah's case, in Noah's family's case, we see they built the ark 
and then they entered into the ark. God commanded them to build the ark. Now God says, come on. Come. 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 God brings them in and God brings them out. You see, in stages, you see that which God did for the family of God, Noah, his sons and the daughters-in-law. They're in there, in the ark, sitting in there for a long time, not complaining, not murmuring. God honors their commitment to God and their faith in God. I want to say it one more time as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. You look at Noah's family. God gave them a project to do. And after God gave them a project to do, it was God who had them enter into the ark. It was God who brought the animals to the ark. It was God who shut the doors of the door of the ark. And that they are inside and being in the ark, however long it took, they knew how to stay within the will of God. When they stayed within the will of God, now you see, there's this provision that comes from God as a result of them building the ark. And with the provision, there's this contentment that comes from God, staying within the provision that God has given. Then there's a time where God brings to pass that which God promised them. What was it? He said, I'm going to make a new generation out of you. God remembers that promise. He remembered Noah with all the animals that went in. He didn't say, okay, good for you. You built the ark. Because you built the ark, you got to go inside. You have a house there, stay inside. All the animals are there. You can all stay inside too. No. God shut the the door to the ark. And they were all inside. But there comes this time where God remembers Noah and his family and all the creatures that were inside the ark. The one who remembered their labor made sure to get them into the ark. He remembered to make sure all the animals that needed to go in got in. And he remembered to watch over them in the ark. All the provision they needed were given to them while they were in the ark. They were there for a long time for the food to be there for the animals. 
for such a long period of time. It's a hand of God. Not one animal was sitting there starving. Oh, it's been this long, past 40 days now. We ran out of everything and now what are we going to do? No. The very same God who did miracle, many miracles in the Bible, who multiplied the five loaves and two fish and who caused the widow through Elijah to have continued steady supply, had his hand over Noah, his family, and the animals were in the ark. So as long as they were in the ark, God remembered to feed them. God is speaking to our hearts today. The word remember is very important. God remembering Noah, his righteousness he saw when he was living in the midst of unrighteous people. He made a way of escape for them by giving him and his family a job to do. The job became a blessing for them. Because it was that ark that became a safe haven for Noah and his family. Not only did they escape, they became a blessing to all the animals that were brought into the ark by God Almighty. They were blessed and they were made to be a blessing. Why? Because they were righteous before God. Because they were righteous before God, every stage of their lives, we can say, God remembered Noah. He remembered Noah. He remembered his family. And before he could judge the world, he came to Noah and he said, Noah, this is what I'm going to do. And I want you to do this. Noah being righteous, He believed that which God said and he went and told his wife and his sons and their wives and they all believed in what God told Noah and they all work and they bring that work to a completion. When they did that, God remembered Noah and he had the entire family along with the animals. Now, for them to take care of, all of them enter into the ark. He made sure that they were not left out. God remembered to bless them by giving them divine protection. I want you to write this down. For all those who fear him, the Bible says there's no want to those who fear him. There's no lack to those who fear him. You truly fear you. God will be your provider. God will be your protection. My God shall supply all you need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God will provide. God provided Noah to build the ark. Physical energy, mental energy. While Noah was preaching, his family were building. Noah was taking care of the construction and he was taking care of the rest of the world preaching so that they don't get destroyed. But other than his family, no one believed in what he said. They continued following the ways of Satan. 
Noah did not get discouraged. Noah didn't say, I feel terrible. I feel like a failure. No one is getting saved. And so I'm going to stop building this ark. Maybe God can find some other way. Why do I need such a huge ark? And no one is listening. At least if one family gets saved, I'll have some kind of satisfaction. But I feel depressed. No. Noah was not like that. Noah, by faith, he built the ark with his family. And by faith, he preached the truth to the people there. God remembered Noah at every stage in his life and at every stage of God's plan. Because God remembered Noah, he gave him a project to do that will keep him alive and prosper him and propel him into the promises of God. God remembered Noah to send him into the ark. God remembered Noah to bless them in the ark where he had all his needs met. There's not one day that Noah was agonizing over any animal not able to eat or not have enough food. Or they're all here and how can they all be here and there's no outlet for them to run around outside and these are animals who are roaming around wild animals and domesticated animals. All the animals are there in the ark. Oh my God, I don't know what to do when these are supposed to be out in the wild and how can they be cooped up here? And there's no story that Noah was stressed out and he didn't know what to do. And, and they were all fighting and arguing inside the ark and they were all going crazy and becoming claustrophobic with all these days I'm inside. Oh no. The presence of God was there. When you have God with you, you thrive in every situation. When you have God with you, there's this godly contentment that is there. All the animals were safe. Emotionally, they were safe. Physically, they were safe. In every way, they were safe. They were all satisfied and content because their God, their creator God was providing for them not only food, but emotionally, health-wise, God took care of all the animals who were inside the ark. And God took care of Noah and his family members. This is the same God who is here in our midst. If we are in the will of God and if we do that which God calls us to do, God will provide for us. God will protect us. God will prosper us. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God will cause us to flourish. Right here in the land of the living. God remembered Noah. When the rest of the world was wicked. He remembered Noah. And he did not wipe him out. With the rest of the wicked people. God remembered Noah. Because Noah kept himself for God. God made sure that he will keep Noah and his family. For himself. You make God your priority. God will make sure he makes you his priority. God remembered Noah. And he remembered every living thing that was there inside. They were all there in the ark. 
all those who were running around and going from one place to another in the forest, all of a sudden, they were all content inside. Why? Because God was watching over them. They were all content with where they were. It was not like, oh, an elephant was in the cage and that whole cage was shaking because the elephant did not want to stay inside. And the lion was jumping up and down in one place and the monkey was making all kinds of noise and the whole boat was rocking it. No. There was this peace of God that was upon that ark. God's provision, God's protection, and God's peace. There's something that cannot be bought with money. The world cannot give and the world cannot take away. If God remembers a person, these three things are bound to happen. I want to repeat it as the Holy Spirit wants me to. When God remembers a person, that means when God decides to do good for a person, God will provide for them. God will protect them and God will prosper them in every way. His peace will be upon them. What are the three things that will happen? God will provide for them. God will protect them. And God's peace will be upon them. All three together you can call God's prosperity. Protection, provision, and peace. Very important. Every stage when God remembered Noah, these three things were there. Eight people trying to build a huge ark. All of them had God's provision. All of them had God's protection. And all of them had God's peace. That's how they built the ark. And that's how they completed the ark. And after that, that's how they boarded the ark. God got them in. And God closed the door. God kept them in. How did he keep them in? He kept them with his divine peace. He kept them with his divine provision. He kept them with his divine protection. There was no chaos inside the ark. No one was sick. God protected them and he prospered them. He gave them everything they needed. And God in stages after the Rain stopped. You see, verse 2, the fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped. Step by step, God is working. The rain also stopped. And then after whatever was contributing to the increase of water was withheld by God, then the remaining water that was left on the face of the earth started going down. God does things according to his great wisdom. He could have just said one word and the whole thing could have dried up. The Lord God who caused the Red Sea to part, don't you think he could have just caused the waters that were there as a result of this world wide flood don't you think that God could have said one word and he could have just taken that entire water out that Noah could have immediately gotten out of his 
Arkin, he could have just came outside and no. There's a reason for everything that God does. This speaks a lot for every single one here. God has his time. God has his time. God has his time. You don't see Noah's story end like what I said before. The way it was. Is what God had meant it to be. That means the fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven had to be stopped. The rain from heaven was restrained. And then waters receded continually from the earth. It didn't happen instantaneously. Steadily, the waters were receding. There's a reason for that. Noah and his family were so patient inside. They were not very anxious to come out. They were waiting for God's time. Now you look at Noah here. Noah, let's read verse 4. Then the ark rested in the seventh month, the 17th day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. Very specific numbers here. Not a coincidence. Seven stands for perfection. God is bringing the ark to a specific location. And it's resting on a specific day. A specific month. A specific time. You call that God's appointed time. Then you also see after the ark came and landed on the mountain, the waters are gradually decreasing until the 10th month. Why did God allow such a thing to happen, which is naturally for the water to dry and to go down by evaporation and just keeps going down little by little by little by little by little. He caused the sun to come out. He caused the rain to stop. But beyond that, God didn't do anything. God didn't cause this entire water to dry out instantaneously. He could have, but he did not. And because he did not, you see how Noah, the righteous man of God, reacted during this entire situation. You don't see, oh, then Noah pleaded with God and said, Lord, how long I'm in this ark? And, oh, can't you get me out? And can't you get my family out? And we're just stuck with all these animals here. We can't take the smell any longer. And, oh, the noise of all these animals, each one making all kinds of noise. And we're hearing this and our heads are hurting. Lord, get us out of this. There was no such prayer. You don't see them complaining. You don't see Noah his wife, his sons, or his daughters-in-law complaining here. They were here. After the end of the period where the rain stopped and everything, they're inside. But Noah was a man of God who was led by the Spirit of God. So, he's doing what he had to do to check how it is outside. Very patient. He sent the raven. Then he sent the dove. Then he sent the dove again. Then he sent the dove. When you see how patient he was. After a week he would send the bird again. 
After another week, he would send the bird again. Very patient. He let the waters recede according to the way God had meant for it to be. God will do many things in our lives, miraculous things in our lives. We need to let God be God and have him do it his way. It will always prove to be a great blessing for us. Anxiousness will not help anyone spiritually. There won't be any spiritual growth or character formation if we get everything done instantaneously. That'll be uh, very wrong because it's going to deprive a person of their spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity is important. If a child has to be born, it has to stay nine to ten months in the mother's womb so the child can mature. There's a process that God has kept. God didn't say, okay, you're conceived today and tomorrow you're born. No. There's this process that is there. Time. Patience is necessary. When it comes to God, when it comes to God doing something in your life. Let's read verse 8. And he waited yet another seven days and again he sent the dove out from the ark. A very patient man of God, very wise man of God. He said, okay, this bird went and it came back. There's no place for this bird. He waited for another seven days. Need that. The God who got me in will get me out and for that the waters must go down. It'll go down. Until it goes down, I will wait. And he was content inside with the animals. You know why? Because God was his provider. God was his protection. God was his peace. We truly walk with God. We will have God's peace. No matter where we are. When we know that we are in the will of God. We can have divine peace. No one knew he was in the will of God. His wife knew that she was in the will of God. His sons knew that they were in the will of God. His daughters-in-law knew that they were in the will of God. And they were not frustrated by where they were. You know, there are some people who will be fascinated. Oh my God, look at this lion. Now this lion is sitting and I'm able to talk to the lion. And oh, look at the zebra. Now I'm able to talk to the zebra. Oh, look at this chimpanzee. I'm able to talk to this chimpanzee. Oh, look at this big bird. I'm able to talk to the bird. They can go and admire. They are in a zoo. From one animal to another, one bird to another. After two days, Lord, I'm too tired of this. I can't be feeding all these animals. Lord, I can't take it anymore. The excitement is gone. Within two days. How long, Lord? How long is it going to take, Lord? Noah was not like that. Noah's family, they were not like that. They knew 
the meaning of obedience and they knew the meaning of waiting. They stayed inside and they waited. Let the bird out and they knew that it's not going to work outside. It's not going to work out being outside because I can't even step out. If the bird that went didn't have any place, it couldn't land anywhere and came right back, then I can't be outside. I can't come out. And he waited. And he tried again and again and again because he knew that. God said he was going to make a new generation out of us for that we have to come outside. He was a man of faith. He was a man of faith. Whatever God has called you to do, do it faithfully. By doing that, that will become a blessing for you. God will bless you through it. God will reward you for it. You will have his divine provision. You have his divine protection. You will have his divine peace. In the midst of a chaotic environment, you will have peace. You will have his provision. You will have his protection. Having all these animals inside the ark, which is eight adults, supervising them is not a light task. God was able to trust all these animals with Noah. He counted him faithful. God remembered Noah to bless Noah with his divine provision, with his divine protection. No matter how ferocious these wild beasts were, no matter how these wild birds were, you can't keep them inside. They fly outside. But all of them inside the ark, they were all content. That's the miracle working power of God Almighty. In your life, if you learn how to Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and simply obey. God will bless you. As a result of that, and you will experience divine provision. You will experience divine protection. You will experience divine peace. The very same God who remembered Noah to Save him from the coming flood. Gave him a project to do. And saved him and his family through that project. He is in our midst. The very same God is in our midst. And he promises this night. That I will remember you. If you do my work faithfully, I will remember you and I will remember you to bless you.
God will bless his people. God will cause his people to come out at the right time. There's the prophecy that God is giving at this hour. God is a time for his people to come out. Oh Lord, the rain stopped. Oh Lord, whatever waters were coming from, whichever places it may be, all of them have stopped. You commanded at your command. The rains stopped. The fountains of the deep, they were stopped. He didn't command the waters that were covering the earth to disappear. God didn't do that. God has commanded it to recede. It's happening according to the divine calendar. Noah did not interfere with that. Every time he was led by the Spirit of God to go and check, go and check, go and check. Such a righteous man of God. But God couldn't tell him. After two weeks, Noah, after three weeks, you know, send one bird, that's enough. No, that's not how God led him. The Lord God who spoke to Noah and gave him the specifications to build the ark and gave him the information that this worldwide flood is coming and the people are going to be wiped out. All the people who don't believe, they're all going to be wiped out. God gave such detailed information to Noah. Don't you think that he could have, if he wanted to, could have told him how many more weeks it'll take for him to stay inside or how many more months it'll take for him to stay inside? He could have. But he did not. He led Noah in a very different way. The very same God who gave such clear, precise instructions to Noah as to how to build the ark led Noah in a very different way. And the instruction to him was to send these birds out and check and find for yourself. So now Noah, having received specific instructions, is sitting and he's sending one bird this week, another bird the next week, another bird the next week to find out the state the world God is speaking to our hearts today God is speaking to our hearts today God will remember you he has his time when you see the water going even little at a time praise him don't complain saying that oh this is too slow and it's going slowly and I'm so tired of this and that's not what God wants to hear from you. When you see even a little bit of water going down, praise him. When you don't see any water going down, praise him. Because he hears. When you see water going down little by little by little, praise him. Praise him. God is a God who leads very precisely. And he led Noah very precisely every single time. And Noah was not an anxious person, a hasty person. He knew how to wait for another week, and another week, and another week, and another week. God is speaking to our hearts today. Waiting in God will produce God-glorifying results. 
waiting in God and then being moved by the Lord to do that which God has called you to do is all that is needed. That's the only thing that's needed. If the Lord says, send this bird out, God could have told him, 21st day, you shall come out, Noah. God could have done that. He did not. Now it looks like he's doing trial and error, but it's not trial and error. God is specifically having Noah send the raven out. Now when the raven came back, now you know. That's how God is leading him now and speaking to him by this way. God leads and he speaks in many different ways. We cannot tell God, Lord, last time you spoke to me like this. So this time I want you to talk to me the same way. Then I will know if it's your will or not. No. God will lead us in very unique paths every single time. And at this time, God chose to lead Noah through these birds. And the raven one time, send the dove the other time, and send the dove again, until she brought the twig back to show that there is life. How can this bird do such a thing? He's not bringing the twig to eat the twig. How is he bringing that twig? How is that bird bringing it? Who commanded the bird to do that? God. To give the information that no one needed. God commands the birds of the air. God commanded. The bird to come and give this information. May God help every single one here. To know that. If you are faithful to God. God will remember you in all your appointed times and seasons. I want to say it again because it's a very deep truth. God has his appointed times and seasons. If you're faithful to him, God will visit you to bless you during your appointed times and seasons. If you patiently wait for him, God will visit you during your appointed times and seasons. Every single person has God appointed seasons in their lives, God appointed times in their lives. And if you're faithful to God, you'll have the wisdom to Do that which God has called you to do. You'll have the results that'll come from that. That'll give you the satisfaction that you need. May God help every single person here to be like Noah. Finding favor in the sight of God is a huge thing. And Noah found favor in the sight of God because he made God his priority. You make God your priority. God will teach you how to live. God will teach you how to live. Not exist, but live. God will teach you how to live. He trains our hands for battle and our fingers for war. 
Father, I thank you, Lord, for this night. Thank you for your word that you've given to your people. I pray that you'll cause this word, Lord, to flourish within them. I pray you'll cause them, Father, to love you more than ever before. To fear you more than ever before. To be like this righteous Noah. To do only that which you would call them to do. Bless every single one, Father. I pray that you will magnify Jesus Christ more and more in the coming weeks. Oh Lord, in the lives of every single one, I pray. You magnify Jesus Christ. That they may be stable emotionally. Steady. They walk with the Lord. Oh Lord, may they be stable in their spiritual lives. Lord, that they may not be affected by their surroundings, but may they affect the surroundings positively by living a life that is pleasing to God. And thank you, Lord, for doing this. I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor. And I give you all the praise. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. Amen.